Hello and happy 1st of September. Do you remember? Sorry. Happy 1st of September that I couldn't help that. But welcome to the ABCs of Weight Loss Podcast series where I'll be taking you through every single letter of the alphabet and relating it to something to do with weight loss and to help you. So these podcast episodes are short. Some of them are short. Some of them are long and some of them took two episode recordings. So you're in for a jam-packed session. We've got accountability, keto. We have got weight loss. We've got all of those things. So you are in for a treat. Don't forget to make sure that the emails are going into your inbox and not going to spam because that's how you're going to be able to get these podcasts. I cannot wait for you to listen to day one through to 26 all the way to the middle of September. September is full season and I absolutely love full season. If you are somebody who wants to reach out to me during the season, during the season during the sessions please do reach out at VA Nutrition Coaching over on the gram if you want to reach out via email do please do so support at vanutritioncoaching.co.uk now I'm actually going to stop talking so you can get on and listen to this episode Hey friends, the last episode we talked about was keto and I was my passionate self about keto. The last two episodes, we've been talking a lot about mindset. And when we get to the next letter, which is M, this is going to be the one where it is jam packed. So you'll be getting a taste of the mindset modules that you get in the program when you come to coach with me. Now, when it comes to mindset, that is the key thing that I focus on as a coach as opposed to weight loss. Yes, you will learn to lose weight. Yes, you will learn how to burn fat. Yes, you will learn how to sustain it and keep it off and maintain your weight over the years. But fundamental focus for me as a coach, being a mindset coach, is focusing on your mindset. But that's not the letter we're on today. We're on L. So L is for losing weight is not linear. Now, that's the expectation that we have. When we lose weight, we expect or we lose fat because fat loss and weight loss are two different things. But when we lose weight, we expect it to go in a straight line and to just lose weight every single week. But weight loss is not super simple and super straightforward as that. And if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight right now, you're on your weight loss nutrition journey and you're currently searching Google for how to burn belly fat. You're currently searching Google to how do I get a thigh gap? You're currently searching Google for what foods speed up fat loss. There is no one food that speeds up fat loss, to be honest with you. But if you're constantly searching Google and you're getting lost or you've now gone away from Google and you started to sign up for free trials, free workouts, you started to sign up for free competitions, you started to sign up for free and you've gone into the hole of free, free, free. But what happens when you sign up to those challenges? If you haven't listened to my podcast, you can listen to the problem with 30 day challenges is we have the expectation that it's going to be done in 30 days. Now that's not reality. If you're somebody who's had traumatic experiences in your childhood and you have compensated with food and your parents allowed you to continue to compensate with food and you're beginning to do the same with your children. These are things that you need to deal with and they're not going to go in 30 days. One of the greatest things you can do is begin to start your journey and learn to identify things that are coming up for you and then making a plan on how you're going to work with the things that have come up for you but it's not going to happen in 30 days. And that's why losing weight is not linear. And when it comes to losing weight and when it comes to fat loss, you don't lose weight every single week like you expect, like you'd hope, like you'd imagine, like you'd think. There are times where your weight is going to spike up by five or even six pounds. Hello, menstrual cycle. So when it comes to that, you have to be aware of your body, being aware of your changes. One of the things that we learn and why I coach is helping you to be aware of these changes, being aware of these things that happen. But also, it's not just in a way that's generalized to you. You can you can personalize it to you. You can personalize it to your bodies because everybody has a different menstrual cycle. One month, I might have excruciating pain and I might have cravings through the roof already sorted crisps. The next week, I might, the next month, I might have no pain on day one, which is what happened recently. No pain on day one. I was like, oh, 
day two, I felt the pain and I was craving chocolate this time around. But these are the things that and signs for me that I know actually this is personalized to my body. The next month you might not be craving anything. So it's all personalized to you. And so when it comes to losing weight and it's not linear, this can be demotivating, discouraging, and it also can be disheartening when you are not losing weight. When you stand on the scale and you don't see that you are going down, because especially if you're like, I've been good all week this week, I've hit my macros, I've hit this, I've done that. What am I doing wrong? You suddenly start to internalize it and immediately think that you are the problem as opposed to your method being the problem. And the truth is you're going to have weeks where you lose weight. And the truth is you're going to have weeks where you don't lose weight. Does that mean you throw in the towel? Does that mean you give up? Does that mean that you heard an insane amount of abuse about yourself to yourself? No. Although it can be frustrating, although it can be discouraging, although it can be demotivating, although it can be disheartening, all of those things, I agree with you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are the problem. And so I'm going to go through a couple of things as to what those things are, why weight loss is not linear, why losing weight is not linear for you. We've touched on it briefly. We're going to talk about your menstrual cycle. When it comes to that, if you're somebody who's past the age of menstrual cycle, you may still have the battle of menopause that might affect how you lose weight and how quickly you would like to and hope to lose weight. But when it comes to that, the scales can move up incredibly between five or six pounds. Sometimes some of you are more if you've got more body fat percentage. You can hike up incredibly high when just before your period starts, just before your menstrual cycle starts, and also during you're bloated, you've got extra water retention that's going on, and your cravings are through the roof. And sometimes this happens every single month. And when it comes to losing weight, this is key when it comes to losing weight, understanding your menstrual cycle. When it comes to inflammation of the body, when it comes to your eating habits that are out of whack, sometimes for me when I'm on my menstrual cycle, I don't actually feel as hungry as I do normally because all that's going on and the things that's contracting within my, my uterus and all of that kind of stuff is happening, it suppresses my appetite. Does it mean that I don't eat? No, I still eat what I need to eat, but at the same time, I may reduce the amount of calories or I may reduce the amount of sizes of portions that I'm eating. It just depends on you and your body and your hormonal fluctuations at that particular time. And the thing is, there's not much you can do because you might think to do intensive exercise, relax, relax your body. Your body is going through hormonal changes. Relax. You don't have to do intense exercise. It's not advised as a personal trainer, I wouldn't advise you to do intense exercise. You can continue to do light exercise like walking. If you're somebody who goes swimming when you're on your menstrual cycle, make ensure that you're strapped up and padded up appropriately you can still do swimming but it's about light exercises and light activities because your body is going through a process everybody knows what it is your body's going through a process some of you have really bad period pains so it's about being aware trying to then manage the period pains and have them the, the tablets that you have and the medication that you have for it and then trying to, to put your body through intense exercise that's just unnecessary you don't need to do that and one of the few things that you can do is I love my app. I've got my period calendar app and I also use, I've got an iPhone, hashtag team iPhone. Hello, iPhone friends. You can use the health app and you can track that. You can track the symptoms that you have, both the period cal- calendar that I have. Fitbit comes with it as well. They're quite good at getting the algorithm of your body. And so sometimes they can be one day off or one day on or accurate. You're expected to start your period today or you get a notification, etc. And so once you've started to track your weight, you're tracking your weight when it comes to it. You're tracking when your menstrual period comes. You're tracking other things as well, being on top of these things. If you haven't listened to the podcast that I've done, I've done a whole episode on the menstrual cycle so you can listen to all of that in detail as well. And so it's natural for your weight to go up. It's natural for your weight to definitely not be linear in this particular process. Remembering up to at least five or six pounds, your weight can fluctuate, especially when you are in your menstrual cycle. And when it comes to that, you are going to have cravings. Let's not say you might have cravings, you are going to have cravings. And it's about how you manage those cravings. Do you want to eat everything inside and just because sometimes you do feel that way. But it's actually about how you manage that. And you are in control of your food. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go and listen to that episode about being in control or regain 
getting in control over your food choices that you're making. And that is about empowering you to make realistic food choices that you can actually do. Because where we get caught up, where you get tripped up is by following nonsense advice. Now, the nonsense advice is to cut out carbohydrates. Where are you going to have energy? If you are on your menstrual cycle, your energy is depleted anyhow. Now, if you're somebody who's at risk of anemia, forget about doing high intense workouts at this particular time. Rest your body, eat some carbohydrates so you have got some fuel in your body. You've got some glycogen and you've got some energy that your body can actually continue doing what you need to do. Now, if you're somebody who has extreme menstrual cycles, it's likely you would have a medical team or at least sort medical input on that to give you some form of medication. And that's what you're taking into consideration because you are going to have cravings. But it's not about restricting yourself from these cravings. And then what happens is when you're restricting, you end up binging them overall anyway. Now, if you're somebody who's binging every single weekend, every single Monday, you're starting over again, and you want to break that cycle, the link in the bio is to sign up for the Ditch the Weekend Masterclass. And that's where you can I teach you free strategies how to overcome that. But also one of the things you can do is not be afraid of snacks. You don't have to bring out garlic. It's not a vampire. It's not going to come out and suck your blood. It's not going to do any of those things. You don't have to put a picture of garlic out to deter yourself away from the bread or throw it out of the house. You don't have to do those things because that's not a realistic solution for everybody. It works for some, but I don't agree with those methods. As a personal trainer and as a coach myself, I don't agree with those methods because what happens when you go to a friend's house? If you haven't dealt with the issues when you go to a friend's house, it's great when it's in your house, you throw it out. But when a friend starts to be, if your friend happens to be a food pusher and they're an older woman and an older lady and you feel, you don't feel confident even to say no to yourself. But how are you going to say no to a food pusher who's pushing sweets on you? And imagine if you're restricting it for so long and they offer it to you. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't had this in a while. And they actually, this food pusher, they know your taste buds. They know what you like. They know what you enjoy. And they're pushing a slice of cheesecake to you. The more you try to tell them no, the more they're like, don't be, what, don't be silly. And they give you the slice of cheesecake and you're like, oh, okay, then. Then you have another slice and another slice and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. Let me restrict myself to ridiculously low calories on Monday. Now, this isn't to negate anybody who's doing that because I did the same thing. I had 1,400 calories and I was hungry. 1,400 calories is what my body needs to survive, to just pump blood and keep me alive. Not much digesting my food, not anything else. It, that's it, just to keep me alive and keep my heart pumping and blood going around my body just to keep me alive. I'm not moving, I'm just breathing. Now, I need a lot more than that to eat and to sustain my body. The higher you are, the more fat you have, the more you weigh, the more calories your body is going to need. Those excess calories that you have is going to be stored as fat. So when your body doesn't need those things, when I'm eating the same amount of calories as my body needs to stay alive, there's something that my body is going to do. My body is now responding to me and sending hunger signals, the ghrelin hormone, and saying, you need food. In my head, because I'm following the disordered eating restrictive diet culture advice like you do, in your head, we are like, actually, but if I eat, I'm going to regain or I'm going to lose my progress. No, you're not. Your body is telling you, your body is fantastic at telling you, I'm hungry. When you first start out losing weight, you're going to be hungry because your body is used to eating three, four, five, or even 6,000 calories at one time in a day. You can't eat at one time, but it's, it's used to eating that amount of calories in one day. And so you're eating constantly after being full up. You're constantly forcing and pushing yourself beyond the full capacity, beyond what your stomach is actually able to take and capable to take. You're constantly pushing past those boundaries. You're constantly overeating. You're constantly eating ice cream and constantly eating your emotions and feelings. So the minute that you start to reduce your calories, your body is like, what's happening? I'm used to having more calories than I need. Where are they? Feed me. So it's normal for your body to be hungry when you're losing weight. That's what works. But it isn't normal for you to restrict yourself to 1,200 calories, sadly, which is being promoted more and more in the diet industry 
industry and the diet culture and it's becoming dangerously normalized but actually that's what happens is you're restricting yourself and you are giving yourself an emotional eating disorder because you're following disordered advice that isn't specific for you and you're following it based on the advice of other women who mean well and maybe men too but other people who mean well and they're telling you what's worked for them temporarily but they're not telling you the mental stuff that's going on in their mind they're not telling you that actually they're longing for their menstrual cycle I know coaches and personal trainers who have lost their menstrual cycle because of consistently under eating. They're fatigued. Their bones literally crackle. Their bones literally grit across each other. They, they grind is the word. They grind on each other because they're constantly and chronically under eating. There's a dark side of weight loss. Again, that's another post podcast I've done. There's a dark side of weight loss that becomes glamorized. And actually, we mistakenly fall into the trap and believe that this is what we need to do in order to lose weight. I did it. I ate the same amount of calories that my body needed to function. And I was doing two days of exercise. Sorry, two times a day, four days a week, four days in a row. And then again on Saturdays, I was exhausted. And that's messed up. That is disordered thinking. That is the culprits. And that is the results of restrictive dieting. And that needs to stop. We need to stop getting into these groups and signing up for free advice because the free advice is what is keeping you stuck doing things you should not be doing. So the next reason why losing weight is not linear is muscle. Now, this is something I see so much. People say, it's okay, you're growing muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. Again, they're misinforming you and telling you something that isn't true. Muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. Five pounds of muscle is the same as five pounds of fat, but it's the density that is the difference. Now, when you're gaining muscle, what happens is if you gain muscle, you're intentionally having strength training, like three, three days of strength training and resistance training, and then two days of cardiovascular. So if you are building muscle now and you're burning fat, that's called body recomposition. So when you sign up, one of the things that I will do with personal training clients is to put them on a body recomp. So when you're doing that, you're not going to see a change in the scales. So so many people, when you ask the question, why is the scales not going down? I'm doing everything right. If it's been three days, you're not this, this is not going to take three days. It's going to take a longer time than three days. And so when muscle fits into the areas of muscle that we have in the biceps and the thighs and the quads and the hammies and the hamstrings and the glutes, all of those areas that we have, it's more dense than fat tissue, adipose tissue. So, so when it comes to muscle, what happens is they weigh the same, but the space is different. And that's the difference. So there is a difference. This might be a slight difference, but there is a difference. They weigh the same, but because of the density and space that it takes in from our body is the difference. And so that's why you might not see a change in the scale or you might see a fluctuation. And so when you are starting to do these things, you're starting to notice these things, we will map out how to navigate these things and what to look out for, what you need to be aware of and how you can constantly track these things. And also, again, it's coming to your mindset and understanding fat does not weigh more than muscle. 1 kg of fat and 1 kg of muscle are the same. It's the amount of space it takes up in your body. And lastly, the the third thing that the third reason why losing weight is not linear it is because of water retention. Now, when it comes to water retention, how much water do you drink? Now, I'm not talking about the water that's made up in your coffee. I'm not talking about the, the macchiato that you have or macchiato. I don't know how you say it. Or the, or the mocha is what I have. Or, you know, the iced coffee. I'm not talking about the water in there and the water in the ice when it melts and it makes extra water. That's not what I'm talking about. So, when it comes on dehydrate, when it comes to being hydrated and dehydrated, there are two different things. You could be dehydrated and you can stand on the scale and you could be like, oh my gosh, I've lost five pounds. Then you can start to drink water and you start to drink your water and you're hitting your goals of 64 ounces or whatever your goals are, two liters of water per day. You're starting to hit that. The next day you stand on the scale. Oh my gosh, I'm seven pounds up. What's going on? Let me chuck the scale out the window. And there are many coaches who support that message. You know, it's the sad step. It's not. It's the scales. The scales are the scales. They're doing exactly what they were designed and intended to do, giving you data and information about your body when you stand on it at that particular point. Sometimes it may be reflecting the truth. It may be reflecting all of those hashtag cheat weekends have 
caught up to you and you've actually gained five pounds of fat. But again, we'll talk about that in a program as to how you can measure and actually see whether it is fat that you've gained, what you can do about it, how you can change it, or is it truly water retention? So some of these things we can put aside and we can be like, oh, don't worry, it's this. No, it's not. assess what it is do be your own troubleshooter be your own trouble finder find out what it is and then work out a plan as to how to work through it because the reality is if you're somebody who's consistently eating more calories than your body needs even if you're trying to lose weight that can catch up to you over a period of time so that's something to be aware of but when you are hydrated your water retention is going to be increased and so that can cause the scales to be higher than it was the day before compared to when you are dehydrated there are other things that are contributing to water retention if you're having too much salt or not enough salt And also, if you're not hydrated enough, if you're not drinking enough water, that can also cause water retention. Carbohydrates can cause water retention, not just simple carbs, not just white pasta, white bread. So you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to cut out carbs. Carbohydrates as a whole. That's it. Carbohydrates can cause that. And the effect that happens is they look in like a sponge. If you think of a sponge, when you open a tap on the sponge and it just soaks up all the water, think of that as what happens when you have carbs or when you've had too much sodium or not enough sodium. When you haven't gone to the toilet for a while, when you're congested because you're not eating enough fibre vitamins and minerals from carbohydrates when you're not having these things and you're you need to go to the toilet you haven't been for, for a few days that can weigh up to at least a pound all that junk in your belly waiting to come out of your system that's also going to cause the scales to increase and it's also going to cause water retention and that fluctuates also so those are three of the reasons why losing weight isn't linear and those are the things that you can be aware of to understanding and knowing weight losing weight isn't linear and it is a process And just like that, friends, we've come to the end of today's episode in the ABCs of Weight Loss podcast series. I hope you have got some value from today. Now, they say if you go back and listen to it a second time, you will get something different the second time around, the third time around that you did when you first listened to it. Now, if you're somebody who wants to lose weight, get rid of those extra pounds that you're carrying that make you feel insecure about yourself, that make you hate your relationship with yourself, and also make you hate your reflection that you see in the mirror. Now, I used to hate looking in the mirror. In fact, I avoided looking in the mirrors for a number of years. And the reason why that was is because of a work colleague. I was already insecure about myself. I was already insecure about the way I look. And I was already insecure about the fact that I was aware that I was gaining weight, but I was afraid to deal with the issues that caused me to be overweight in the first place. They ridiculed me in front of my colleagues and the whole team by laughing at a state and a picture of me. And that scarred me for a number of years. It caused me to get into arguments with family members when they were trying to pressure me to get into photos as well as friends and what I would do is I would hide behind everybody else so the fat one wouldn't be seen in the front of the photo and that happened for years but it wasn't until I addressed the root causes which was my rejection which was my insecurities and was my unhealthy attachment and relationship with food. I used food to cover up my insecurities to cover up how I felt rejected by those people who were supposed to love me but what happened is the very same foods that I was going to for comfort they ended up making me sick and I had hospital tests upon hospital tests but they never ever found something wrong. All the time, the real issue was staring me in the face, but I was so afraid to address the real root cause. Now, if you can identify with some of the things that I've stuck there throughout today's episode and the rest of the episodes that you've listened to, then I want you to reach out to me. All the ways that you can reach out to me and work with me are in the show notes below. You can have a deep dive one-to-one session with me and we will go through an intense 90 minutes of working through what you've done in the past and the plan that you have for the future. Now, if you're somebody who just needs that plan, wants to know how many calories to track, how many macros you should be tracking, or whether or not macros is right for you, but you just want a plan of nutrition and that it's personalized to you, this would be beneficial for you. If you're somebody who's a busy mom, a busy professional, and you've never really put into perspective the way that you eat, your relationship that you have with food, you're good at being there for everybody else, your spouse, your friends, your partner, your family, your colleagues, your clients. You're there for everybody else. But when it comes to somebody filling your cup, 
there's nobody there for you. Now, if that's you, you're good at putting everybody else above yourself, but your health falls to the wayside and you want to learn the things as to how you can overcome that. You want to have time to meal prep with your family so you're not always having takeaway every single day. You can have them once or twice a week, but you're also honing in on your abilities, your skills to cook, but you want somebody to walk through that with you for a six-month accountability period. Then I encourage you to apply for the application. This is a program for women who are serious about making changes and I will be your wingwoman to get you there to help you really shift the fad diet cycle that you've been in for years. You don't need to cut out carbohydrates. You don't need to restrict yourself. You don't need to do fad diets or get caught up in the diet culture any longer. There is a way out, friends, and I'm here to help you. Can't wait to catch you in the next episode.